Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. We're going to look at Barry Windsor Smith's Archer and Armstrong slash Eternal Warrior number eight. Before we dive into that, I want to call attention to our upcoming Cartoonist Kayfabe October schedule. We're going to be hitting the road a lot. You can catch us in Columbus at CXC where we're doing panels, selling comics, signing comics, talking comics. You can also catch us at the end of the month at Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, the birthplace of cartoonist kayfabe excited to get back to that one of those cons that is a comic centric con so uh, one of my favorite kind of comic conventions and hopefully we'll see kayfabers at uh, columbus and at baltimore and you can catch me in jacksonville's public library october 22nd as part of their comic and zine fest i will be part of their lit chat series so i'll be doing an interview that day on stage but uh come out to whatever the closest site is to you and bring some of your kayfabe comics for us to uh to sign and talk about also, I'd like to invite everybody to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that notification button next to the subscribe button, and we'll let you know whenever a new video is up. It'll give you a leg up on the Kayfabe effect, which means you'll be the first one tracking down Archer and Armstrong number eight before they disappear from uh, your local comic shop or online or before the prices go up. And also let these videos play through to the end. That allows YouTube's algorithm to share them with other comics fans that haven't found Cartoonist Kayfabe yet. It's one of the ways that we grow this channel, and we appreciate your help in spreading the Cartoonist Kayfabe word. So, Ed, Barry Windsor Smith, a uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe favorite, spent some time in the early 90s working for Valiant Comics and uh, did a Solar story with Jim Shooter but also wrote and drew Archer and Armstrong for uh, almost a year yes. while he was there. Um, I have not read many of these Archer and Armstrong comics, to be quite honest. And uh, this issue in particular I thought would be a cool one to look at because it's kind of a neat gimmick. It is a crossover with another comic that Valiant was publishing, Eternal Warrior. They had both started, I think, around the time of Unity. So both of them hits number eight at the same time. And let's have Barry Windsor Smith do a big double issue because uh armstrong and the eternal warrior are i guess immortal like four thousand year old brothers so we're going to do a crossover that involves uh one of their historical stories that is based on the three musketeers yeah big 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 snooze fest in uh a lot of ways man now i i i have a good run of uh the bws archer mm -hmm. armstrongs i got like everybody from that era, you know, I got the first runs of, of all that stuff. Uh, it, it was always a really nice reading experience. But what happens is in this comic, we're going back in time. And now we're talking that Hark Verily type talk. <laughs> and uh, it just becomes white noise to me at a certain point. Yeah, there's a uh, first thing I'll mention. I hate this lettering. It's very squat. Yes. I, I don't understand it, and I didn't even see a lettering credit, so I'm not sure if that's the uh, knob row that's handling the lettering, but it made me kind of mad. Uh, but we see the framing sequence. You talk about this being a historical set story, and most of it is, but there's a little bit of present day just kind of like wrapping it up bookends, if you will, of Archer and Armstrong on the road. The production of this, it's very fuzzy. Like, the the line art is, is very hazy. Um, maybe, like, the blue plate is a little off-register to create a little haze there but um it's even you know it's tough to look at but i i mean even when bws is kind of just bashing out a comic it's still better than most but we know like if you go on that first page just real quick man we know what he can do with line to make sun rays yes. kind of come through cut through trees and 
We've seen him handle snow a time or two. So we know what he can do. And therein lies the challenge. Because this is a withholding piece of work from Barry Windsor Smith. We have no idea in the context of his life what's going on. I even know he had, you know, he, very popular. He, he, had, he had medical issues. Maybe that stuff was happening this time. Maybe it wasn't. But it's a withholding piece of work. All we have to look at right here is the work. Not the fastest artist. You know, like whenever he did Weapon X, I know it was something that was like approved by Marvel. And then like two years later, he showed up with it. So he's doing a monthly book. At this point, I don't think there's been a fill-in issue. And maybe the deadlines are... Ca and, and this is double-sized. So maybe that's part of it. But I used to say like penciling, inking, and coloring. If he's doing two of those three, I'm on board. All he's doing here is penciling and... Um, it isn't, it, it, honestly, I find it disappointing. You know, sure. like I have him at such a high, I hold him at such a high level and it could just be like working in that monthly assembly line schedule. It's really hard to produce good work under that system. Absolutely. And like, this is why I check on, on the inks. We were critical of him in the past. And when you see stuff like this, um, you got to be critical again, because that's not really communicating lighting. It looks like tattoo marks. That's interesting about the lighting part, because um, this is that era where like coloring starts to become more prominent, a bigger feature, and uh, who knows? But uh, one of my criticisms is a couple of these characters, look like the these same. two, look the same, and yeah. I would get so confused going through this and trying to figure out exactly. like, like which it, guys who, because the two that look the same have conflict, right? So now I don't know who's pissed at who and why and who I'm cheering for. And one of them is Eternal Warrior. So, so, <laughs> so, true too. So maybe he, the other uh, other guy shouldn't look like Eternal Warrior, or may, like, or maybe Eternal Warrior sucks. <laughs> it would be like you know at least Superman had Bizarro. Like it was clear enough that they were opposites. There's also like the way this story is presented is that a couple of these characters are are basically manipulating another character and these guys are called actors you know like this is part of the setup like like they're playing a rib well the first thing that happens is one of the actors gets stabbed to death killed i think i bought drawing pencils from this guy at uh, the pittsburgh <laughs> uh, the pittsburgh international airport one time you get the little glimpses of you what do. you know barry windsor smith is capable of and interested in like this kind of like flourish yeah and in a way, it's just more heartbreaking it to is. see those glimpses and know, like, we've looked at his, his work, like, from, uh, you know, the past. And you it's know, like... Like, this is on Wyacek. You know, having, like, these fingers that go... Like, you don't gotta do that. Even if it's like that in the pencil, it's up to you as inker to save it. One of the, my favorite pieces, when we talked to Klaus Janssen in the very beginning, the opener, Klaus, if you're penciler, you're inking something, man. A guy draws two left hands. On the same character. What do you do? He says you fix it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping for uh, to enjoy this a lot more than I did, Ed. And I know we're going to hear from Valiant fans about it. But it's tough. This was a tough story. I was reading this on the plane ride back uh, from Italy. And I quit halfway through. I did finish reading it. But I don't know that it gave me any extra <laughs> getting to the end of it. I'm glad to hear you say that. Because uh, because I, I, I quit after the, like, the little sex sessions. We got to see Armstrong a touch. Uh, and then I'm just like, you know what, man? I'm out. Yeah, I'm I out. can't remember if this lady is part of the rib that they're playing. I, it just is very confusing. Is it, just a, is it a rib or is it a full conspiracy? Did you like, kill somebody or something? You know what? I guess it's a conspiracy because they're trying to break... Uh, is it... Louis, they're trying to break one of the king, the, the man in the iron mask out of prison. 
but they need to manipulate him in order to go along with it, I think, is the is the story. And I don't know. I was going to say, like, fill in the story in the comments below, but <laughs> I don't really care. So fill it in or don't fill it in. But, yeah, it, it's very confusing, that whole part of it. And, again, like, we've killed innocent people who weren't even part of any evil doing that were just there to be manipulative. Now, Barry Windsor Smith is writing this. Yeah. So, so these are his choices. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... You know, a lot of that is on him. It is. And I, I wonder about the workings at Valiant, because I think Windsor Smith was offered the editor-in-chief role, role whenever Jim Shooter was dismissed. And I, I guess he didn't take it, and Bob Layton did, and that's the editor in this issue. So who knows if those guys, what kind of communication they had. I, I don't know that you get to tell Barry Windsor Smith what to do. Right. So, you so know. Such a crazy period of time, dude. Like, because... Because color was a sales point in comics. You know, before that, like, they would try to sell comics by the Baxter Romando paper. And you had your image, computer coloring, this, like, super high-tech, state-of-the-art stuff. And this is the practical shit. But, like, as a kid, I actually, I did not gravitate to this. Right. I didn't either, although I, I don't mind the coloring looking Me at neither. it now. Because no. this is, I, I like the practical part in yeah, hindsight. Absolutely. Uh, they don't help themselves with the paper. This is an uncoated paper, so you do get a little bit of mud at times. And, and, the, and the, the final finish process to get it to the printed page they're doing something wrong like it, it, the fo they're, if it's a photograph it's it's fuzzy like these these black lines bleed yeah I wonder and they're pixelated. If, um, if that's a byproduct of like a blue line or gray line method where that black is on top but it's casting a little shadow right could be so yeah what we're trying to do is restore uh, Henry the eighth to the uh, to the throne he's been locked up and as this goes on we're gonna see Henry the eighth is an awful guy in this story. I'm going to take your word for it. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't understand the, the point of this comic. And like I said, I haven't read Eternal Warrior or Archer and Armstrong, so maybe there's some, some payoff if you're uh, keeping up with those guys. But I want to judge these. Look, this is a complete unit. Right. I want to judge it on its own merit. And to me, it just didn't... I don't know anything by the time I get done yeah, with this. Yeah, it, 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 it just doesn't read. You know, if and, and and it's um, it's bookended, the way like my least favorite kind of Chris Claremont X Men ones are, where it's that like fairy tale shit. Like, let's have Kitty Pride, you know, become a buccaneer, and it starts off one way, it ends at the same thing, and then there's just like some wins. So like, basically, there's not even any stakes, and it could all be unreliable narrator, bullshit war stories. It's also the uh, the age of shared universe. So this character is a geomancer, and I know that Valiant had a title called Geomancer yeah. at some point. So I don't know if that's the character, if that book's already started, if it's going to spin out, how much coordination there was between all of these things. And look at this weirdness. It's a Polaroid camera. <laughs> We're going to learn at the end because he's a time traveler. Yeah. Because Archer calls out Armstrong's... Uh, honesty when he's like you know I, I i don't know if i can believe the story because polaroids aren't invented for several hundred years he's like oh that guy's a time traveler <laughs> what are we doing it's so weird yeah it's just not very good man it's funny to think of this as almost like uh this is trial one for barry windsor smith's storyteller magazine because sure. we're gonna have like paradox man and stuff you know <laughs> like right. with these weird time travel stories but yeah it's pretty peculiar here so this is the the guy that we want to re restore to the throne and what's he doing? He's basically raping this woman behind the scenes. And this part, so confusing, because he is the brother of the king. 
you know? Whenever we see the king the next day, their whole plot is to basically replace the king with this other guy. The king has his face scratched. And I'm like, oh, is that, was she fighting back and she scratched his face? No, this is a falconry accident. <laughs> what? I had to read that twice to try to figure out, like, what the heck is going on there? She's wearing a mask now because, of course, you know, the, the side effects of trying to resist the night before led to violence. And they're like, oh, the king has a scratch on his face. You're going to have to have a scratch on your face if we're going to replace the king with you. So, of course, she's happy to oblige that and just scratches him in the face. We're going to get feedback from the audience on this. I know we will. There's always somebody that supports the stuff that we're not into. This is confusing shit, man. <laughs> this is bizarre. Yeah. Here at Cartoonist Kayfabe, we aren't just making videos about comics. We're making comics themselves, and we've got some big releases coming up this fall. Ed Piscor's Red Room, Trigger Warnings, collecting the second season of Red Room, is available in stores in September, but you can pre-order that now wherever you order books or comics. You want to pick that up now in time for the uh, Christmas rush, because the way printing and paper shortages are, you want to make sure you pre-order this book to make sure you don't miss out, because once these are gone, it may take a minute or two to get the reprints, and you don't want to be stuck this holiday season without it. My Hulk Grand Design book, the retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk, will be in stores in December in time for Christmas. Again, you need to pre-order that book now. Let Marvel know how many of these things to print. This is the best book that I have made. Marvel let me design this book. It's going to be a big, oversized, neon green book that you will want to add to your collection. Put a red bow on it, stick it under the Christmas tree for the Hulk fan in your life. And Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive from Image Comics, has been out of print for almost a year. We'll be back in print by the end of August or early September, so... Put that on your pull list now at your local comic shop or online wherever you get books. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. What the heck is going on? Like, it's so strange. And, and, and also, like, I was there in the 90s, man. Uh, nobody was really fucking with this kind of period piece. No, we didn't want this. We didn't ask for this. This is the sort of thing where it's like you have these two new companies. Image is like has their th finger on the pulse of like kids in the comic shop and like this is you know the, like these old timers who are trying to like keep the status quo of like old school storytelling down to having a shared marvel like universe you know trying to shoehorn and create that when if you read the marvel comics uh in order and i actually am curious to read that douglas Wolk book by the way and see see what his thoughts are because I've I've read so much of that stuff in a row also, um, it's so natural the way that shit happens yeah. in Marvel and it's the way businesses work you know it's like you do something you put it out there you go do some of your other shit you're merely the models and stuff oh the numbers are in that was successful let's do another one of these and then now you have two of those that you could do and they're both doing all right so let's do a third. And then that goes well. And then you have one of those characters touch another one. Go do your other Millie, Ma the Ma your kid called Outlaws. Oh, the numbers are in on those two characters interacting. Maybe there's something there. We'll do that again. So natural. These guys are getting like big time fucking investors to like build them headquarters and shit. Yeah. And just trying to Roman Reigns us into. <laughs> Accepting, well done. <laughs> accepting their shared universe without any context or any buildup or anything. It's and it's never ever worked. No. You know, eventually we're gonna 
in our wizard coverage, we're going to get to the Mark Alessi stuff where he just bought a bunch of creators, made them move house and home to come to his, his you know, part of the country to fulfill his vanity projects. I was so checked out by that period. I'm kind of curious to see it now, especially since we know the whole story. And I, I did, I linger here because I want to show like, this is our king walking away in the exact same outfit and the same lighting. So these are two different characters, <laughs> which is obvious how, right. not at all. Um, by the way, stabs this girl that he had raped the previous night now. Good color. Kills her. Yeah, have the right one good there. use of coloring, but maybe maybe try some coloring here. Like don't have a blue background if it's in a different scene. And at that point, the geomancer decides like now she's no longer in favor of uh, putting King Louis back there, and she gets into it with him a little bit. It's just it's just a weird story because at the end, the status quo is maintained. So you have multiple sets of characters that look identical. We're, we're, it's a lot of characters just uh, filibustering and talking. Not, not, talking. not much stuff going on. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of mid shots. We end up killing the uh, the rightful king after we learn that he killed this woman. Play the hits. You stab somebody, got to paint it red. I think this is Eternal Warrior that's stabbing him, by the way. Oh, yeah, man. You could tell by where his heart hair is parted. <laughs> you can tell by all the words. <laughs> I swear, man, we need to get this guy on a plane ride from hell and... and uh, chop that off. Chop that thing off, man. Yeah. Give him the PSA's treatment. I guess Armstrong was a drunk. That was one of his uh, one of his pieces. You're selling this to kids, man. Like, what little asshole Generation X kid wants to be hanging out and reading this comic with this guy with his little doodad on his on his headpiece? Yeah, a couple of these dudes get in a fight. Eternal Warrior, and then the other guy. I don't know who the other guy is. I think he's a third brother, but. He didn't have a book at, at Valiant, so I don't know his name. Three Musketeers was never cool to us, man. And, uh, and they get to the point where, like, Eternal Warrior, of course, wins the fight, and he's ready to stab the dude to death. I swear they're brothers, I think. I think that's the storyline. And so Armstrong has to punch him in the face to, uh, to knock it off, to quell his blood lust. And that's the Polaroid picture commemorating the whole thing. I, I don't get it. BWS cashing them checks. Like like all the pros. Oh, you know what, man? What I wanted to say too, the lettering isn't just like what I called like, you know, squat lettering. It's really bizarre in like what order you read these panels uh. in. And I meant to bring that to attention. But as you read this stuff, it's like your lettering goes in all these ways that I've never seen a comic book lettering go that direction. There's a ton of this stuff where it's like we're coming down now and like reading up word balloons. You know, when you talk about checking out reading-wise, no wonder. You because know, it's real. Like, I would read this and I'd be like, I'd start here, you, you know, know, read you know down what, and I'd go, that doesn't work. And then you start at the bottom and read up. You know what, dude? What the heck? This would not have happened under Jim Shooter's It would not. Watch. No, he would have never let this kind of lettering thing go. Yeah, and I think, I think just the overall story, because, like, I swear, I promise you, like, the first round of uh, Archer and Armstrong's, it's a, it's a, ple a pleasure to read. It's, it's really good, so solid comics. But this one, yeah, it just didn't hit. It's, it feels like largesse on the Valiant part to hook BWS up with. It's like, oh, yeah, you got this. Like, well, go ahead. Go do it. Do whatever you want, Barry. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strange comic. The lettering I did want to point out, though, because, like, time and again, it is just completely unclear which word balloon you're supposed to read. And then there's a pinup section in the back. Those eyes are very close together. Paul Galassi. Yeah. It even feels like the pinups are kind of uninspired. Yeah. 
But you know, I get like, it. This looks like fan art. And I, I know Jan Dorsema's art. Like, yeah. it's way better than this. I, 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 it's, it's funny. Like, I was reading this, and in my mind, I'm thinking, like, we're pretty critical of Valiant for the most part. And I think there are good Valiant comics out there. But there's something about, like, a, a company that you're taking a lot of talent here and really getting not good work from them. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to the company structure, like something about the company. It's a problem. You're the company. Like you're, you're part of your job is to get the best work out of everybody. And it feels like for whatever reason, it's the opposite is, is where they're at at this point. I think the Valiant's a sinking ship by now. Yeah. And that's, that's what you're seeing is a bunch of people that are maybe in over their head or too many bosses, you know, creative by committee kind of stuff whatever it is it just feels like at this point the wheels have fallen off and we'll see you know it, look we see it in the wizard coverage yes and in that wizard coverage in the last one we checked out and it wasn't mentioned but it was in the submission stuff where uh that guy who was in that article was um he could like he had offers from either wildstorm or top cow and he's like you know i think i'm gonna go with top cow because it has a great startup energy and blah 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 top, i mean this is like silicon valley talk and, and it's the talk that comes from, like, investors and people with true profit motive. Steve Mazarski, the guy who's, like, running the show at this point, is a fucking music agent. Has nothing to do with comics. And just sees the dollar signs of the speculator boom and thinks he knows what we want. It's bollocks, man. Yeah. I was uh, kind of disappointed that... That I suggested this one. <laughs> I, I mean, I, was, I hate I to come too. on and, and, and talk trash on this stuff, but it is uh, I, the most interesting thing to me is 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 the lettering because it is so odd. Yeah, but at least huh. B BWS inked the cover. You know, the other part is like he does good work before and after this. Yes. like that's how you know that something's wrong at Exa Valley exactly. because like he does great work before that, and after this. That's what I'm saying. It was like a withholding of talent, and and that's and I see that in so much work. In so many comics, like, like it all comes down to the basic final finish because you could see that that guy knows how the wrist connects to the... Like, he knows all the standard drawing stuff, but he just is not taking the time to put a finish that basically is commensurate to his pay scale, probably. But the thing is, if you just did that, you're, you're investing in yourself and you might land something bigger and better later. But they just aren't taking it to that next. Like that's that's that that's a job or philosophy, man. It doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't work in terms of building a, a long fulfilling career where you make money in your sleep. We're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to cleanse our Barry Windsor Smith palette with some some good Barry Windsor Smith next week. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's do that, man. You good to go? Yeah. Okay. Favors. Like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. It's out there, Jim. Hulk Grand Design, the collected oversized treasury edition will be out in December, but you need to pre-order it now if you want to find it under your Christmas tree this, this year. So let your comic shop know that you want a copy of Hulk Grand Design, the collection, or order it online. Wherever you buy books, you can find it. And now is the time to make that pre-order. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see a lot more of my comics and art. Red Room Trigger Warning Straight Paperback in stores September 2022. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. If you see these issues in their single uh, issue format, scoop it up because every issue is completely self-contained. But collect those trades, man, if you want uh, bigger bites of those apples. Uh, you can get the comics at my uh, link tree in the description below this video. 
you can read the next round of Red Room Comics at my Patreon. It's being serialized right now, and there's nearly 300 pages worth of material up there as we speak. It's going to cost you three whole dollars, man, to check all that stuff out. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist KFAB newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist KFAB t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist KFAB channel. Jimmy, give, give the marching orders. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.